0: The Book of Acts, Chapter 20 After this disturbance had died down, Paul sent for the disciples, and after speaking encouragingly, said goodbye to them and set out on his journey to Macedonia. As he made his journey through these districts, he spoke many heartening words to the people, and then went on to Greece, where he stayed for three months. Then, when he was on the point of setting sail for Syria, the Jews made a further plot against him, he decided to make his way through Macedonia. His companions on the journey were Sopater a Borean, the son of Pyrrhus, two Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, Gaius from Derby, Timothy and two Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. This party proceeded to Troas to await us there, while we sailed from Philippi after the Days of Unleavened Bread and joined them five days later at Troas, where we spent a week. On the Saturday when we were assembled for the breaking of bread, Paul, since he intended to leave on the following day, began to speak to them and prolonged his address until midnight. There were a great many lamps burning in the upper room where we met, and a young man called Aeticus, who was sitting on the window sill, grew more and more sleepy as Paul's address became longer and longer. Finally, completely overcome by sleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up as dead. But Paul went down, flung himself beside them, and holding him gently in his arms, said, Don't be alarmed, he is still alive. Then he went upstairs again, and when he had broken bread and eaten, continued a long earnest talk with them until daybreak, and so finally departed. As for the boy, they took him home alive, feeling immeasurably relieved. Meanwhile we had gone aboard the ship and sailed on ahead for Assos, intending to pick up Paul there, for that was the arrangement he had made, since he himself had planned to go overland. When he met us on our arrival at Assos, we took him aboard and went on to Mytilene. We sailed from there and arrived off the coast to Chios the same day. On the day following, we crossed to Samos, and on the day after that, we reached Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus with the idea of spending as little time as possible in the province of Asia. He hoped, if it should prove possible, to reach Jerusalem in time for the day of Pentecost. At Miletus, he sent to Ephesus to summon the elders of the church. On their arrival, he addressed them in these words. I am sure you know how I have lived among you ever since I first set foot in Asia. You know how I have served the Lord most humbly, and what tears I have shed and what trials have come to me through the plots of the Jews. You know I have never shrunk from telling you anything that was not for your good, nor from teaching you in public or in your own homes. On the contrary, I have most emphatically urged upon both Jews and Greeks repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus. And now here I am, compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I do not know what may happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit warns me that imprisonment and persecution await me in every city that I visit. But I do not consider my own life important or valuable to me, so long as I can finish my course and complete the ministry which the Lord Jesus has given me in declaring the good news of the grace of god now i know well enough that not one of you among whom i have moved as i preach the kingdom of god will ever see my face again that is why i must tell you solemnly today that my conscience is clear as far as any of you is concerned for i have never shrunk from declaring to you the whole purpose of god now be on your guard for yourselves and for every flock of which the holy spirit has made you guardians You are to be shepherds of the Church of God, which he won at the cost of his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you without mercy for the flock. Yes, and even from among you men will arise speaking perversions of the truth, trying to draw away the disciples and make them followers of themselves. This is why I tell you to keep on the alert, remembering that for three years I have never failed, night and day, to warn every one of you even with tears in my eyes. Now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace, which can build you up and give you your inheritance among all those who are consecrated to him. I have never coveted anybody's gold or silver or clothing. You know well enough that these hands of mine have provided for my own needs and for those of my companions. In everything I have shown you that by hard work we must help the weak and must remember the words of the Lord Jesus when he said, To give is happier than to receive. With these words he knelt down with them all and prayed. All of them were in tears, and throwing their arms round Paul's neck, they kissed him affectionately. What saddened them most of all was his saying that they would never see his face again, and they went with him down to the ship.